0: To to the podcast where we make the necessary, unnecessary. I am Joe, one of two particular people involved in the making of this show, joined today by Noah. Noah, worst form of exercise, running on an incline or bicycling
1: uphill? You have to go one mile. Without a doubt, it's bicycling. Nothing makes you want to die as much as trying to pedal a bike up a hill. Not only do you have your own body weight to deal with, you also have this piece of metal. So if you can't make it, then you got to carry the stupid thing. So biking all day.
0: I'm with you. I'm, I'm not running. I'm not a runner. In fact, I think running is a torturous form of exercise. I have no idea why people run for fun. Put me on a, a baseball field. Hey, I will run. I'll go first to third. Nobody's business. I'll run that. I'll sprint first to third, second to home. If a ball is hit to the outfield, hits the ground, you should score from second base. No excuses, all the time. So that kind of running, I'm all in on. But running for exercise for fun, no thanks. Like get me out of there. Having said that, bicycling uphill is torturous because if you're running uphill, at least you can go really slow. If you're biking uphill, you have to maintain a certain speed, and your legs are just burning. Uh, so it's got to be the absolute the worst. The absolute worst. So bicycling in general, I would much rather bicycle than then run but uphill
1: i'm with you on this well in the words of the great kenny powers i'm not trying to be the best at exercise (laughs) so (laughs) any of that stuff you're not going to see me in a competition trying to exercise better than the next guy
0: i'm I'm with you kenny powers uh speaking the truth all right let's get to our segment where is our mind i want to talk about these quarterbacks Kyler Murray, Stafford, Brady, Dak, Kyler crushing. Absolutely took the stage against Stafford. Stafford regressing, kind of where everyone's like Stafford MVP. We talked about it last week. Stafford's kind of a favorite MVP last week. It, it kind of sunk. People jumping ship really quickly on the, on the uh, Rams after just one bad week. The Stafford MVP odds, everyone's on Kyler this week. Brady looks human. That was interesting to me. And Dak looks back. I mean, Dak looks great. He even uh, was running, good to see, scrambling around. And then you got to talk about Justin Herbert, potential MVP. Uh, are the Chargers Super Bowl contenders? Is that, a real, is that a real thing? What do you think? Who sticks out to you here?
1: Murray, Stafford, Brady, Dak? Well, there's no doubt that Kyler's killing it. By the way, great thing about his name is it's like Kyle, but more Kyle. He's Kyler than the next Kyle. So you really got to appreciate that about him. He's the most Kyler. He's the most Kyle he's Kyler than Kyle. I think, yeah, he's a front runner now, but not a lot of disagreement on, on the current state of it. Can he keep it up? I think so. I've been a Kyler Murray truther since before the draft. I distinctly remember having a debate with the guys in my office at the time. They were all on the, Oh, he's so small. That'll never work in the NFL bust, bust, bust. And I just wasn't hearing that noise. If he can do it at the level he did it, at OU, of course he was going to be able to do it in the NFL. So I'm glad to see it. Hopefully he can keep it going. Stafford, I'm still on that bandwagon as well. I don't think one game matters a whole lot. Probably just means good time to get on any Rams or Stafford odds.
0: They just beat the Patriots the week before. Enough oh, Patriots. <laughs> that was a Freudian slip. They just beat Brady and the Bucks the week before. Huge win. Huge win.
1: Yeah. I had the same problem watching. Patriots bucks I kept telling my wife the wrong team was leading because I would look at the I would see Brady and I would think Patriots I'd be like oh Patriots are winning and oh no wait who's winning I don't
0: know the mind associates Brady with the Patriots I think it's natural he was there for almost 20 years
1: that's factual
0: <laughs> all right Justin Herbert do you think Chargers are Super Bowl contenders are you convinced after Monday night football
1: I have to say, I was not on the Chargers at all coming into the season. I picked them last in the division. In fact, so looking, rough, I have to say, looking rough. That being said, that's up their top two division in the NFL. So, you know, wasn't wrong on that front. Broncos have also looked good, you know, three and one, Raiders, three and one. We all know about the Chiefs. So, really tough division. Who knows the final outcome of that division at the moment? The Chargers. Do look very good. I admittedly did not know who the head coach was. I think that came up on a previous episode. Now I do. Brandis Daly. He is really good at defense. So that's showing. So Analysis. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, now it all makes sense. But that being said, I'm not not getting crazy with it. I don't think they're a true Super Bowl contender. Herbert's great. I, I love Herbert great to see a guy like that who was always supposed to be the man from what i understand always had the, the size and athleticism and i actually saw a thing during the game that when he was 9 years old or something he said he was going to play in the nfl in los angeles so he wrote it for like a school assignment that he was yeah. going to be a
0: professional football player of course i said i was going to be, be f- a professional baseball player
1: so. yeah i was about to say i think i said the same thing so you know well, basically every kid says that and somebody's going to end up playing in the NFL in Los Angeles. So, you know, I don't know that that it's that extraordinary, but good for him. Seems like a good dude works hard. Not his year though.
0: Maybe not yet. They've got a really cool combination. Staley, like the defensive mastermind, but I think Staley grew up as a quarterback. So he's, he's got a little bit of both. He's just a defensive coach. And then you, you take this defensive savant coach with a very capable young quarterback who can kind of, take charge of the offense. You got the guy in charge of the defense. You got Herbert in charge of the offense in some ways, or at least leading the way. And Staley has this risk mindset. He's just really going for it. I I don't even agree with all these decisions. I like coaches being risky fourth and three from the opponents, 45, please go for it. But they are going for like against the chiefs, like fourth and nine, some really wild decisions that all worked out. So at some point, at some point you'll be riding a little too close to the sun and they'll, they'll lose because they're, they're risking it. But that is a formula for a team that's just pretty good. If they can get on a hot streak, they they play risky, you know they play kind of hands on and really aggressive. that could work. So I, I think they're a team to watch because I know you're saying it's early, but if they just kind of hit these seven up sevens and up elevens when they're rolling the dice, then
1: it could work. It could work this year. Controversial question for you. Do you think the other 50 plus people matter or only quarterback and head coach?
0: According to all media, it's only quarterback <laughs> and head coach. So, is that amazing? Like, it is amazing. Well, they, they've got a great coach and a great quarterback, might win it all. <laughs> I actually think offensive line makes the biggest difference. Uh, offensive line, defensive line.
1: Totally. If you don't have that, You're... the quarterback can't do anything. I mean, look at a guy like Zach Wilson when no he, has he has He no time chance. to throw. I I saw it that throw he made to Corey Davis, Ooh, that I I had to I had to look at that spiral one more time. I went I went reverse on it. I looked at it again. I was like, that man. Can you watched it so backwards. backwards. I watched it backwards. <laughs> I was like, that is a fuckable spiral. It's <laughs> a good I looking spiral. It it's a good looking spiral. But uh, he's always cool. running for his life. I mean, ask David Carr how that works. I know David Carr. uh,
0: Too bad, got cut short. So. That's just the Texans MO for years and years have a terrible offensive line, unfortunately. So we'll see, we'll see, we'll see how they do. We'll see if it's their year. All right, let's get to Rams and Seahawks on Thursday night football, huge game. I love Fox has Thursday night football. So they come back with a good game. Now Rams at Seahawks. I'm not really believing the Seahawks. I don't know. I mean, I know they, I know they pulled it out last week. The Rams had a bad week. Arizona looks really good. They started out one and a half for the Rams, now it's up to three. People are in on L.A. Uh, not being a mirage. What do, you, what do you think? This is a good game on Thursday night. It is a good
1: game. To be fair, three of the four have all actually been good. Maybe not on paper, but, but very well The primetime games this year have been great. Yeah, overall, uh, yeah. other than Mills Mafia, that was a disaster. But, yes, they've all been good. This one, no doubt, will be a good game. Seahawks top to bottom don't seem like a contender per se, but back to the previous question, they do have a really good quarterback. So as long as Russell Wilson's out there, as long as he's got his hibachi and he's throwing some scrimps on the grill, they're letting Russ cook. And as long as that's happening, he's got healthy wideouts. You know, he can always win a game on his own. The Rams though, they are true contenders. I think the Rams remind people this week that that last week was just an aberration, and in a long season, the odds of them going undefeated were extremely low. So, give me Rams four and one. Rams on the road. I'm in. I'm in. It's a good game, though. I'm excited to see this. Russell
0: Wilson's kind of a big moment for him. Thursday night football, national TV, chance to go three and two. I think the difference for Seattle to go three and two versus two and three is just massive, especially when you think the Rams are three and one. So they're going to be three and two or four and one. So either the Seahawks are going to be two games back or tied up. And it's one of those early playoff games. We talked last week, Philadelphia, Dallas, really that was an early playoff game that the loser not going to make it. So Dallas has this huge inside track and they've really seemed to be pulling away after only four weeks. So it's a big game. It's like kind of one of those the loser, just like the Rams charger, I'm uh, sorry, the Raiders chargers last night. That's uh. That was the Raiders. I don't think you're gonna make the playoffs now. Chargers will. So loser lose go home. Loser go home. All right. Let's get to our segment: the unnecessary bet of the week.
1: These bets are so unnecessary. Everybody, go and grab your debit card.
0: I want to start out talking with the Lions. Their honeymoon as an underdog darling, very short-lived. Everyone was in on the lines, minus 120, plus three at Chicago. Classic fool. We did mention that they've been running hot. Everything seems to be going well, even though they were 0-3, even though they were losing. They seemed to be playing really well. They were kind of due for a dud. We both liked them, but we acknowledged they might be due for
1: a dud, and they, they stunk up the joint. It was terrible. Uh, so The ultimate the- hedging strategy. Anytime you're talking about a bet, just mention both sides of it then you can always say, hey, I did say the other thing was possible. Exactly. Now, when I don't do that, that's when you dump the wheelbarrow out.
0: You know, so when, you're, when you acknowledge both sides, you keep the bet smaller. When you don't see the other side, you go all in in that way. Yes. So I'm with you there. They they're started out plus eight at the Vikings. Now they're plus nine. No one wants to bet on the Lions this week. And
1: I don't think the, Lions, the Vikings are that good. But should the Vikings be giving nine points to anybody? No, I have a strong opinion about this one. I don't want to give any spoilers, so I'll I'll save it. But we're going to read your this best this bets. Point. Is this one of your best bets? Whoa, whoa, whoa! No spoilers. We'll see. <laughs> All right, let Let's me just see what happens. Let me
0: give let me give you a couple more that caught my eye. Colts to win the division plus two twenty five.
1: That division is I'm out on that one. That
0: I know they're one in three. I know they're one in lose the
1: Colts. And you're only going to give me two to one on that? No, I'm out. Uh, let me tell you the. Let me remind you who else is in the division: the Texans,
0: terrible, the Titans. You're yes. going to be scared off by the Titans. You really think the Titans are are going to get in the way of the Colts and the Jaguars? Meyer didn't even fly home with the team on the plane. He's a wreck. He's going to be gone by the bye week. It's such a disaster. He didn't even fly home with the team. How do you not fly home with the team? I. I, I wouldn't coach an intramural softball game and be like, all right, y'all ride back uh, to, uh, to wherever you're going to, you know, all, all alone. We're not riding together on any circumstances. Give me a break. It, you're the head coach of a football team. you got to review the tape the next day, minimum, minimum. So
1: they're out. The Texans are done. It's just the Colts or the Titans. Uh, give me the Colts. It's true. Worst division in football. And that's saying something when the NFC East is, Pretty horrible as well, but <laughs> they're feisty. One, the MC East is kind of feisty. Yeah, there's no there's no feist in the AFC South, just complete garbage. I still I want more than two to one on anybody in that division. Reasonable because they're all terrible. Uh Miami terrible. Dolphins
0: under eight and a half wins. Oh my gosh, they look so bad. They're one and three. They owe their pick to the Eagles next year, their first round pick. that. That has disaster potential all
1: over it. Two is still out. I'm not even sure two is good when he comes back in. Given the under That surprises gave- me. I really thought the dolphins were going to be better this year. They were solid last year. They made some good offseason moves, I thought. But man, yeah, they appear to have regressed back to the dolphins of old. They really played at the top end of their potential last year.
0: And the defense is good, but I don't see it. I'm not in on them at all. So under eight and a half, I'm like so confident now. Give me that one all day and give me the chiefs over 11 and a half wins. Look, the chiefs are two and two. They can go 12 and five. This is no problem for them to rack up eight wins. I know AFC West is pretty solid top to bottom, but it's the chiefs. They have no problem scoring. They've played
1: a tough schedule over 11 and a half. I'm surprised that's even odds. So I'm with you on that. I do think the AFC West is the best division in football at the moment. NFC West. S- still. Yeah. Give me the get him the NFC West. NFC oh, yeah. West. Well, I guess we can agree that the best football is being played in the western portion of the United States. They're gonna have probably six playoff teams this year out of the eight teams. Right? Yeah, that's that's crazy. It's looking like the the baseball situation all over again it just really reinforces the opinion that we need to do away with the division winner format. I get it. I understand having teams in divisions and there's probably some necessity to it, but when we're including these horrible teams in the playoffs, potentially 500 or below teams, just for the sake of a format that is archaic at best, it makes no sense if we have four teams in one division that are clearly playoff teams and we're forcing a, I don't know, New York Giants or someone like that into the playoffs, give me a break. You want more divisions? Is that what I'm hearing?
0: <laughs> 16 no. divisions, all two team divisions? Is that what you want? You're, you're begging for more divisions. Divisions, I, I know exactly what you're saying, and my rational brain is like, yeah, absolutely. It's stupid for a team that goes eight and eight to make the playoffs when there's a, a 10 and six team, you know, or now like maybe 11 and six that's going to make the playoffs, but I kind of like it. It just, it just adds fun. I like these rivalries. It's this, it's, I shouldn't like it. It's a terrible opinion, but I, I like the divisions. I like that some crap team gets in and has to play on the Saturday at four 30 game. It adds some absurdity to the whole
1: thing that is, is, Kind of ridiculous. Most years I actually kind of like them. All right. Let's talk about some unnecessary bets from prior episodes. A couple of weeks back, we talked about the winless possibilities, the undefeated possibilities. A few unbeaten teams left, but the one that you were all in on the Bucks, they've now lost a game. So the 20 and 0, the the 17 and 0, it's just not happening. I mean, Will they even win another game this season? Who knows? The Brady all-time touchdown record is looking not great either. Right, exactly. Which we said those were bad odds, so I stand by that. Only getting
0: two to one for an all-time record is, yeah. is rough. Come they on. were really squeezing us there. Yeah, Come he did on. have nine touchdowns through two games, but only one touchdown, passing touchdown in the two games since. Yeah, his shoulder's tired. I'm convinced he goes out of space, breathes some lunar air that just hydrates his entire body, and then he'll come back and R will be fine.
1: You heard it first, folks. Tom Brady goes to outer space. That's how he's done it. Joe has a source. He breaks the space-time continuum. That's how he has the opportunity to do this. There's no other explanation. That's why he kisses his son on the mouth. On the flip side, you were really into the Jags and how much you love the Jacksonville (laughs) (laughs) Jaguars. Yeah, right and their odds of going winless this year that one oh okay okay is still at play they have yet to win urban meyer is getting lap dances instead of watching film it seems like a real possibility how do you talk to the team the next day they're gonna go one thing the guys can relate to is skipping out to get a lap dance they've all been there now the fact that he didn't fly back with the team. That's not cool. It's completely not cool. It's so unacceptable. It was his restaurant though, to be fair. I don't own a restaurant. So I can't really say if I would have gone to the restaurant, had a few beers enticed to hit the dance floor. I don't know. A football coach should have multiple interests, right? Yeah. I mean, I,
0: I totally want my head NFL coach to be running another business,
1: <laughs> doing home and renovations. I'm sure he's hard at work on the, the operations of that restaurant. <laughs> you know he's grinding day to day. If there's one thing we know about
0: Urban Meyer, he can't all help in himself those but be a workaholic. He's all up in those spreadsheets. He's a total workaholic. Mm-hmm. They're, they're so bad. I mean, it's just a disaster. That franchise, what were they thinking hiring him? He's probably got like $35 million left on his contract. No one knows for sure, but it's probably about that much.
1: They're going to have to make a settlement. They're going to have to give him like 20 million to go away. You can see what they were thinking in hiring him. Obviously it got a lot of buzz. I don't know that they had a ton of applicants that want to go to Jacksonville. They've been terrible for a while now, and he's a Florida guy, et cetera, et cetera. I'm still of the mindset of how do you sign up for something voluntarily? He could have just not coached and then Totally mail it in the first year. I I just I can't understand the mentality. It's one or the other. Either you're done and you're already rich, by the way, already really, really rich. So it had nothing to do with money. I just don't understand what the motivation was to even give it a shot. I think we're gonna have to start a petition, make him legally change his name to Rural Meyer. Because
0: (laughs) I think it's a reasonable
1: request. The urbanites are ashamed of his representation of the urban life what is this rural outfitters no i don't think he's getting the usc job now either everyone's like oh maybe we'll just leave now like, why would usc hire this this train wreck and if i'm him why do i keep putting myself through this just go be rich go away just go be rich what else do you want it's like it's
0: like he was up late one night and was like number one pick trevor lawrence i don't know like could be easy right Gets there. It's it's so much work. It's way more work than you feel like doing. He's also a jerk. I mean, it's, this isn't, it's such a bad decision by
1: them. (laughs) Jed, can't believe the Jaguars made it. He's going to retire again. I think he's on his third or fourth retirement now.
0: So we're four weeks in and we have one undefeated team, Arizona Cardinals. That's it. That's it. So we have one chance Mm -hmm. for a perfect season on that end. And we got how many teams with no wins we still got the lions in play and we got the jaguars that might be winless i don't think the lions are
1: going winless personally so no we can hope
0: all right no let's get to some
1: of your best bets i thought you'd never ask texans by the way speaking of the horrible afc south i'm a big fan of home teams with points especially home teams with nine points especially home teams with nine points against the Patriots who really aren't that good. So give me the Texans plus nine at home against the Patriots. We all know the Texans suck, but come on, nine points in the NFL. The other one, a little controversial, but I'm going Bengals plus three at home versus Green Bay. Maybe I'm just a Bengals guy. I know it sounds weird, but I seem to really like them this year. Packers, I think it's gonna be one of those letdown games, not a division game on the road, probably not prime time. So Aaron Rodgers probably gonna stay out too late. Give me plus three at home. Bengals could easily win that game. You gotta be predisposed to orange and black stripes if you're wanting to take the Bengals against the Packers.
0: (laughs) There's you love the Bengals. I I think you just like the the colors. It, this never works out. This is for years and years. This has not worked out. Loving the Bengals. All of is my not underwear, good idea. orange
1: and black. The comforter, the wallpaper, with the ceiling the Bengals, fan. Mark my words. Bengals plus three. We're going to revisit that one. And finally, you mentioned the Lions are no longer the underdog, darling. Well, that is the time to pounce. Nine yeah. points against Kirk Cousins. And the Vikings all day. I love that one. That is just too many points. The Vikings are definitely frauds. Give me plus nine. Bet the house, baby. I'm in on that. The Lions were getting three at Chicago. Now they're at
0: Minnesota, and they're getting nine? Are the Vikings six-point favorites against the Bears? Ludicrous. It's ridiculous. The NFL swings back and forth. Lions are coming back. I'm in. I'm in on that one. All right, let me get to my themed parlay of the week. I want to talk about my theme parlay, Super Bowl contenders. All right, so I really think there's seven teams right now that could be Super Bowl contenders. Two of them are playing each other, so you're going to have to pick how you feel about that one game. Super Bowl contenders parlay, six six games here. Rams minus three at Seattle. Rams, Super Bowl contender. Chiefs minus three versus Buffalo. Here's where you got to choose. I think Buffalo is also Super Bowl contender. Sunday night football. I'm taking the Chiefs side but I could see that one, that one scares me a little bit. All right. So we got Rams minus three chiefs minus three Cardinals minus five and a half at 49ers. They're a Super Bowl contender. 49ers. No Tampa Bay minus 10 versus Miami coming off a loss, uh, coming off an emotional win uh, against new England minus 10. Who cares? Miami's terrible. They're going to cross that one. And this one I'm not as sure about, but Packers it can be Packers. At Cincinnati so I'm going the opposite side I do think Packers are Super Bowl contenders so six games Rams Chiefs Cardinals Tampa Bay Green Bay pays out get this 52 to 1 easy money 52 to 1 six games all those teams win the Super Bowl Super Bowl teams tend to crush their opponents This one, I'm feeling, I feel like really good about this one. There is no other side. This one's catching.
1: Are you feeling a little uneasy about that Packers bet after I took the Bengals? I felt better. I felt better about it, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, 52 to one, I'm in. Throw 10 bucks on there. Why not? Love the Bills as a Super Bowl contender. Also, love that they're the one team that chose to put their city on their helmet. My themed parlay for the week is the frauds. The three teams I think are that are fraudulent playing above their heads. People are getting a little too excited. One of them. Right, so I've got Super Bowl top. contenders. You've got frauds. In summary, that is correct. I like it. Chargers, as we talked about at the top, they've got a great quarterback. They've got a head coach that seems to know what he's doing. They've got Joey Bosa. He looks great in shorts. But I'm saying they're frauds. They're not Super Bowl contenders. Give me the Browns. The Saints as well. I said it last week. I'll say it again. I don't think the Saints are very good this year. They just lost to the Giants. I think they're going to lose to the Washington football team. And less controversial, but give me the Rams. I think the Seahawks are fraudulent as Super Bowl contenders. Russ can cook one hell of a steak but he can't do it all himself all right so you're, you're frauds seahawks saints chargers as a fraud that's right that's a bold take this the
0: browns chargers game fascinates me i think the two most interesting games this week are browns chargers and bill's chiefs because we're going to learn a lot about these teams the browns are they for real i don't know are they good i don't really trust baker in any circumstance i definitely would not really be betting on baker against herbert but The Browns do seem good, you know, like structurally sound roster, good lines, good running game. I I think they could be contenders. You could see them piling up some wins and maybe the Chargers are just kind of running hot right now. So that's going to be a really fascinating game. I I think we find out one way or the other about those teams. So that game and then who do you like Buffalo and Kansas City? That's that's probably the one that
1: is I'm in on Kansas City for that one. But game of the week at Kansas City. In a close matchup like that of contenders, you got to give the edge to the home team. I think the Bills look like the better team this year. And maybe that goes without saying an Easier schedule. This will be a, a test. Let's hear a
0: word from our sponsors.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by
0: Honey's Hula Hoops. Everyone's trying to get more honey into their diet. Not just honey, but local honey. Why? Honey is great for you. It has healing properties. It's an antiseptic. It helps with allergies. It reduces the length of a cold. It can tame stomach flu and it tastes delicious, but it can be hard to get enough honey into your body to really make a difference. You need a lot. Honey's hula hoops fixes that problem. Honey's sell hula hoops dripped in honey. So these hoops have honey all over them. They are dripping with honey. Dripping is underselling it. These hoops are doused in honey. You really get your money's worth. It's like a caramel apple. If caramel was all over the entire apple, you will be sticky for days after hula hooping with honey's hula hoops. You really get your money's back. If you're not sticky after three days, guarantee you get your money back. You can shower to try and get it off. Won't work. That's how sticky this honey is. The honey, it seeps into your soul or money back guarantee. Honey uses only the freshest and local source honey, guaranteed not to separate from your skin. It's the definition of local honey, because once this honey gets on you, it doesn't leave. It stays local to you for all time. So you and the honey are now best friends. You're intertwined for all time. This is everything you need.
1: Honey seeps through your skin. Health benefits, antiseptic. Honey's Hula Hoops. Try us once and we guarantee you'll stick around. All right, Noah. Let's bring us to our last
0: segment: Crystal Ball.
1: Crystal, crystal. 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 Ball. Take, Take a look. look. In you know,
0: crystal. crystal Ball. MLB playoffs
1: on the rise. Noah, what do you want to see? What are you looking for from the MLB playoffs? I'm a White Sox guy. I'm really looking forward to seeing how this team holds up under pressure. What I love about them is they've done it with their minor league system. Call me old fashioned, but I love it when these younger guys pay off. They've got an amazing pitching staff now. And majority of them came up through the system. Guys that had kind of been written off uh, in a few cases with their starters. And I think they're putting it together. Uh, Jose Abreu is awesome. He's getting up there in age. So it's an interesting dynamic of superstar mid 30s. How many years does he have left to be that cleanup hitter that can really carry a team? And then a bunch of young, younger guys around him. Astros, I never was in on them. So, you know, I got to say, I'm looking forward to them losing, hopefully. It's a really cool first round matchup.
0: You got the upstart kids of Chicago anchored by Jose Abreu kind of a long standing guard there, but you want Eloy Jimenez. I really want to see how they react in this playoff environment. You know, do they Excel? Can they, can they meet the challenge? Cause the Astros are really fierce. They have been here before. They're the veteran team, Altuve, Brantley, you know, they, they're, they're, they're going to be steady. They're going to be ready for the moment. So I, you got this upstart kids versus the Wiley veterans uh, kind of vibe. Plus you got all the Astros hate that's swirling around white Sox. I think would be kind of the people's team there. So that should be a really uh, good matchup. You also got to think about the Dodgers potentially meeting the giants. If they can get by St. Louis, that's a ridiculous first round series division round
1: series for, for baseball LA Dodgers at San Francisco giants. So we shall see what is in the water in St. Louis. I mean, how do we explain the run this team has made? You look at the matchup on paper and say, Oh, the Dodgers are going to annihilate them. But what do they win? 20 in a row? I don't know. The, the Cardinals just, they seem to have the it, the mojo, the, the dugout is clicking. The pine tar is binding. I just don't know what to make of it, but somehow they seem to have a chance. It's going to be a good
0: test of the Cardinals versus the Max Scherzer chainsaw. I mean, they're, they're running into Scherzer in a one game elimination. The Dodgers are the favorites to win the world series, even though they have to win a game just to get to the next round that other teams don't have to.
1: That,
0: that's some serious respect from the betting community on the Dodgers. So
1: I think we just found your Halloween costume, Max Scherzer chainsaw. <laughs> that would be a
0: good, it is, it is October. We need to be thinking about this though. Britney Spears getting her freedom from her father. We have to mention this, this is amazing. We look forward to this, like being happy and getting done in the past. And I'm looking for the Sunday night game, the Sunday football. Bill's Chiefs, I really want to see this appointment television. I have a prediction that we'll see at least one trick play, fake punt, surprise onside kick, something like that. I'm not sure which team's going to do it. I'll say the Bills, but the Bills are going to do a fake punt, something onside kick, something like that to try and get an early edge.
1: Yeah, can't wait to see what Brittany does next. She's engaged. She's got a new lease on life. I'm hoping for another toxic style video. That was really the heyday for me. We'll see what happens. The other thing I'm really looking forward to are my Dallas Mavericks, Mavs for short. Tonight, their first preseason game. It's the preseason, so you know some of the important guys aren't even suiting up. That being said, basketball's back. I'm excited. Mavs are my one team that really, really get behind. Luca's a favorite for MVP this year. Porzingis seems to be motivated. He's Got the gun show on full display. He's been doing curls all off season. Really want to see what they're bringing. Basketball's back. I can't. I can't wait. I'm excited. Sixers played their first game yesterday.
0: NB didn't play. The big people didn't play. But Maxi looks great. Yeah, I, I just good to have basketball back. It's a really nice mix. Baseball. You got the every day over the summer. It's kind of like a marathon. You got the routine and just turn on the game. Basketball is a little bit more event. Two three games a week. So you know, I dig that football basketball combination. You get football on the weekends basketball during the week, October, baseball playoffs, October and March, two best months
1: for sports. Exactly. We're entering one of two magical windows of time each year. Can't be taken for granted. We get a few weeks of sports mayhem, sports 24 seven. Nobody's working. We're taking PTO. We're quitting our jobs. We're betting all our money. And then we do it again in March. Let's go. And that's our show. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. No, i hope
0: you're having a fantastic week and until we talk to you again stay jinxed
1: tune in next week learn about quinsidia's